Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as your scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. So there is a typo in your bulletin. I will be reading Exodus 24, verses 12 to 18. The hymn uh, Pew Bible number is correct. That is actually 96. But I'll be reading from Exodus chapter 24, not chapter 23, um, which will make things make a whole lot more sense if we read the right chapter today. Um, So I will be reading from Exodus 24, again, verses 12 through 18. Hear now these words. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there. And I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment, which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. And Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Our second reading comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew from the 17th chapter, starting with verse 1 through 9. Six days later... Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish it, I will make three dwellings here. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, this is my son, my beloved With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up and they saw no one except Jesus himself alone, And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. 
Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we have heard your word this morning. The word that came in flesh as Christ Jesus. And as we hear with fresh ears and by the power of the Holy Spirit, may the words of my mouth and the collective meditations of our hearts, may they be pleasing to you and point to your glory. This we pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. So, for those of you who may be aware, let's put this into context. So... The Gospel of Matthew is the first gospel in the New Testament. In fact, it was not the first gospel that was written. The authorship of Mark seems to predate Matthew. But Matthew's location as the first book in the New Testament has significance. As it is the book that connects the story of the Hebrew scriptures to that of the life revealed through Jesus Christ. So, you will hear echoes of similar situations from the Old Testament as we have heard today. So we hear this story of Moses being called by God to go up into the mountain of God. And when I read that word, I'm like, oh my goodness, could you imagine going into the mountain? We often think going up on the mountain And he was told to wait how many days? He was there for six days before he was invited into the presence of God. So this cloud overshadows this mountain and and Moses is invited in. And Moses didn't go alone. He had his assistant and his assistant's name was Joshua. This is significant because they are getting ready to get the instructions of what their life as a community of being gathered together as God's people as they are wandering through the wilderness out of slavery in Egypt into the promised land. And we know that Moses is not going to set foot into that promised land. It is Joshua who is going to lead them in. So you have one leader and the future leader together in the presence of God to receive God's law. We know this, that they are going to go down with these tablets of stone with the, what we call the Ten Commandments. The first of many that will shape and form this community of wandering persons into a worshiping body with one true God. They're on that mountain, and for people who are watching or seeing, I can tell you that they are going to do some things that maybe are against what God intends them to do, because Moses goes away for how long after he's invited into the presence of God? For how many days? 40 days and 40 nights, which means it is a really, really long time for Moses to be away from these people. For Joshua to be away from God's people. 
And we hear the echoes of 40 days and 40 nights of them being on an ark and it raining. We hear the 40 days and the 40 nights is a preparation for us because we will be entering into 40 days of Lent starting on Wednesday. But 40 days and 40 nights is a long time because we also know that Jesus was thrust into the wilderness tempted immediately following his own baptism to prepare him for his ministry. But the bystanders would have just seen a cloud and fire and heard rumbling, but not necessarily the distinct words of God. Let that sit with you for a moment. Because they had been led by a pillar of a pillar of fire and a cloud guiding and leading them. And here they're seeing it in great glory on top of this mountain. And all they can hear is rumbling. They can't discern the word that God is speaking to them. Only Moses and Joshua, who are closest, can hear that. And then they bring that word back to the people. So on Transfiguration Sunday, we recognize that Jesus is embodying these actions that happened early on for God's chosen people because Jesus knows my time is growing short. So he invites his closest, the future leaders, Peter, James, John, to go up on that mountain with him. But they get a glimpse of something more than what God's people did way back in the time of Moses. They see Jesus in the presence of Moses. They see Jesus in the midst of Elijah. These persons that were so formative in terms of gathering God's people and leading God's people and speaking to God's people on behalf of God and and speaking to God on behalf of the people. And they're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. We need to mark this in time. We need to build resting place for Jesus, Elijah and Moses. But that's not what Jesus is asking them for. Instead, of hearing thunder and rumbling, they distinctly are able to hear God speak to them. And what does God say? This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. These are the same words that they heard when Jesus came out of that water being baptized by John in the Jordan River. This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. And Jesus shines like the sun. I can only imagine what the brilliance would have been like to see that. And what we don't always connect is that Moses too shined from his presence of having been with God as well. There's this aura or I don't even, I ha- my words escape me, right? 
But there was something about being up in that moment, being up on that mountain, being surrounded by the cloud, hearing the voice of God that revealed something to Peter, James, and John that they had not visibly seen before. They kind of knew, but they hadn't actually witnessed it with their own eyes yet. When I've tried to explain transfiguration to children, I've sometimes broken out like the transformer. You know, know, transformers, like it looks, you know, and if we think of Optimus Prime, he's a big semi, you know, truck thing, but then he like transfit, you know, forms into this, you know, guardian, right, robot, but then he's just as easily able to go back into the shape of the truck and people would maybe not be the wiser of his ability to transform into this great robotic power. And then I realized that that really kind of falls flat. (laughs) Probably a little bit of, you know, heresy there, or, you know, just trying to explain things. And then I was thinking, you know, uh, how many of you watch crime shows on TV? It's okay. And and you never, you you don't want to be the one that has to go into a crime scene with with the ultraviolet light because it reveals things that you may not necessarily want to see, you know, but there is something there that you cannot see with your visible eyes, but is revealed in different ways. I also think about how many of you tried to do secret messages or notes where you would use invisible ink Yeah, or maybe you would write with something in, was it lemon juice that would reveal whatever it is that you wrote? But it was only intended for the recipient and only they would know that they would have to do something special to reveal that hidden message. And it might have said, will you go have ice cream with me? Check yes, check no. But there are times when we are looking for Jesus. And we may not be able to see it clearly with our own eyes. We may not see Jesus in the midst or standing right in front of us. And we need those moments of transfiguration. We need those moments where there is something, a truth, a promise, a hope, an expectation that is revealed to us in powerful and mighty ways to remind us of who Jesus is and what Jesus means for us. There are times when you just know, and and, and and please just understand I've been pet sitting with four dogs this weekend and and there are some markers to know or will be revealed through temperaments like a, go- a dog's going to know if a person is truly caring about them they will see your spirit and how you relate to them children will do the same thing they will quickly sum up somebody and see them as i can trust this person or not And sometimes 
maybe I have this more, you know, than, than others, but have you ever been in a situation where you are interacting with someone you've never met before and they tell you these incredible things about who they are because they just feel that they can say and share with you? It's because there's something about Jesus that's being revealed through you to them. That they are able to come in a place of not fear, not anxiety, but a place of trust, a place of hope, a place of acceptance. For it is God's love that is expressed. And we resonate and we show that. Do you all shine like the sun? Do you all shine like Jesus? By God's grace, Jesus will shine through you. Makes me think of that song, Shine, Jesus, Shine. Right? Shine, Jesus, shine. You don't want me to sing is why I'm not up front. But I will recall those words. And it's also important for us to remember that, yes, Jesus shines in and through each and every one of us. But Jesus also shines in and through everyone else. May we have eyes to see Hearts open and the willingness to share God's grace and love with everyone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.